And welcome to the Rat Pack Stock Channel. This is Paul Cordell. And we're talking about good gaming and micro buddies and the ticker GMER. And this will be our NFT edition. Remember, the ticker is GMER for good gaming. And I want to talk about the NFT edition because, folks, this is a question that comes up all the time. And I'll tell you, it is complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. NFTs, cryptocurrency, digital currencies. Oh, wow. All this stuff. I just, wow. There's so much stuff that using language from the blockchain or any of those things becomes <clears throat> really confusing for anyone that's been a stock investor because it, they don't make sense. So today I'm going to break it down into something easy. So before MicroBuddy's game is released, before this happens, I wanted to do this show to give you an idea of what you're doing. No, I'm not going to teach you how to do a wallet or any of these real complicated things. I'm going to put things into a very simple form. And I'm going to assume you've had a job before. If you have had a job, then this next analogy will make perfect sense to you. And it will apply to the mechanics of the NFT, blockchain, cryptocurrency, and all that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. NFTs, digital currency, and cryptocurrency. And we're going to put those all together in a very simple way. If you work, whether it's by the salary or hour, it doesn't matter. But if you work, the time you're spending has value, right? So what you are initially doing has value but you can't spend that value yet. It's value in time. So it's not something you can actually hold on to. It's not tangible. But when you are paid for your time, then you are given a representation of that time. And that is in the form of a paycheck or a direct deposit, depending on how you're paid, I'm trying to keep it simple that deposit of itself is still not a tangible item. It represents a tangible item. It represents that you worked and it represents the time. And now you have a written word or written language in the form of numbers telling you what that represented based on how many hours you worked or what your salary was. Here's your check. You can't take the time that you have and walk down and buy a loaf of bread or milk. You cannot take the paycheck or the direct deposit and go buy something. In other words, you can't take your account number down to the store, hand it to them, and they convert that into some numbers that allow you to purchase something. So even then, still, we all like a paycheck, but a paycheck really doesn't do anything until it's been converted in a form to become tangible and we call that cashing our checks that's why it's called cashing a check or withdrawing funds from your bank why do you withdraw funds from your bank if you already have funds that's because they're not usable ah you're starting to see where i'm connecting here i hope so and then what we want to do is have the ability to buy something we already have the tangible assets right you've gotten your funds out of the bank now you have cash or a debit card and that whatever it is it now is a tangible item that can be used 
and then you make your purchases. Now those purchases can be used in several ways. If you bought a TV and you had it six months, you don't really like it, you can turn around and sell that TV, right? It has some kind of buy and sell commodity to it. Now, if you buy food, that's a little bit different, but that's why I used a more physical item like a TV or shoes or something. You buy things like that, you buy something that could be resold or along that lines and it has the item still has value. So even though you've taken something of value and you purchase something else, you could turn around and sell that item. Have you ever seen people purchase uh, collective cards or even a car or something that was a collectible or an antique? If you've purchased that item, you can resell it possibly at a profit. And that person could do the same thing. Welcome to a lot of the auction houses that are out there. That's how they work. So now let's put this into a practical form very easily. You have cash. We're going to start with that. This is the next step. So now you've gone through already earning your money and now you have cash. Well, you want to somehow get to that NFT, those micro buddies. Have you heard about this stuff? How are you going to get it there? Folks, you can't take the cash that you have and put it somewhere in NFT. There is no NFT bank. So what do you do at this particular point? Being, and I'm gonna use two words, being you and I work in the outer world, which is where you got your paycheck, which is where you got your funds. The inner world, which we're gonna call the NFT, cryptocurrency, digital currency world, or the inner world, only works in a digital form. So I can't take the dollar bills. I can't even take the paycheck I have. I can't take a debit card and hand it to somebody to buy something on the NFT. I can't buy an NFT. I can't buy a microbuddy that way. So how does that happen? The first thing we have to do is take that cash in the real world and convert it into what's called a digital currency. Now, digital currency in itself just represents what? Cash. Remember in the beginning, I mentioned how we represent working is represented by something. It's represented by the time that you put in. Kind of start with that and think the same idea. That now we have a representation of the cash and we've converted it into a digital currency. But the digital currency doesn't have anything yet. Kind of think of that like I mentioned a paycheck. The digital currency is a lot like a paycheck. It represents something, but it can't actually do something on its own. So think of digital currency and think of your paycheck or your direct deposit. If it's in your bank, can't really do anything with it, but it still represents a value, but you just can't use that value yet. To use that value in the inner world, we need to convert that to a cryptocurrency or an encrypted, encrypted form. With that encrypted form on the blockchain, this is where that word comes in, we are able to use in this case with MicroBuddies, Ethereum. So we're going to take that digital form of your cash that we've now converted and we're going to purchase someplace like Coinbase is a great example. Coinbase.com will allow you to put your cash from an institution that you put into, convert it to digital currency, and then allow you to purchase a cryptocurrency. 
So now you've seen what we've done at this particular point. We've now kind of gone on the banking situation where I've explained to you. We now have something. Consider cash very similar to Ethereum, very similar to Bitcoin. In the real world, cash allows you to do something with that now. You can go out and purchase something with it. That's the idea of that at that point. So uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum and so on, those are the type of cryptocurrency or encrypted your digital currency that you deposited with cash. See how that kind of falls in? As I explained, what happens when we have the paycheck cashed in the real world? We have funds. We have either a debit card, we can slide in there and buy something, or we hand someone dollar bills and still buy something. That's now what you've done when you have a in cryptocurrency. So when you have Ethereum, that represents the same idea in our scenario earlier as cash. So now I have cash, but I can't just magically buy something with the cash. I have to have an access to do that. Now, what do you use? What do you use from your bank? Now that you've cashed your check, you know there's money there now. What do you do with that funds? You have to have it in a form that's spending. And we now know that it represents cryptocurrency. Remember, just like your paycheck, when it was cashed, it became cash. That cash itself, in just owning it, may have value just like cryptocurrency does, but it can't really do anything on its own outside of be exchanged for itself. In other words, if you've got paid in cash, you can turn around and put cash back in your bank too. So they can actually do different things. You can actually take the cash you have and convert it to uh, money for going to Canada if you wanted to. You can convert it into something in there if you wanted to. But in our case, we need to convert this cryptocurrency in a form of allowing us to purchase an NFT. And we need a wallet for that. So picture that your debit card and cash that you have in your hands is a lot like a wallet. And just like if your wallet walking around, you had it in your purse, your wallet, your backpack, your pants, anywhere, doesn't matter. But if you had that, now you have an item with you that is holding the tangible assets. Now, the differences are up to this point, Ethereum is controlled completely from a decentralized area, which means it's being transmitted all over the world. There's thousands of computers out there working on the transactions that you want to do. To do. So when we look at this idea, getting to the NFT, we're just about there, then I can close up the show. Don't want to waste your time, but I want to explain the next connection here. You have a wallet. Now, in my case, I use a thing called MetaWallet, and I use Coinbase as well. I've used them. I need to have an address within my wallet, and when I create one, I have an address there. I'll go into wallets and more in future shows, but I want to show how this kind of works in your brain. If you have a wallet, you have cash in it, and that wallet represents tangibility, something to do something with. An NFT of itself cannot be traded for another NFT. So this is where this stops. You can take your Ethereum and sell it and buy Bitcoin, or you can take it and go all the way back out and take it and convert it into cash and put it back in your bank. NFTs are representation of something else.
their representation of that TV I talked about or that loaf of bread or the milk that you're buying is similar to what an NFT is. If I bought a loaf of bread, I can never buy the same loaf of bread again. I can buy a loaf of bread, but not that same loaf of bread. If I bought a TV, I am buying a TV, not the only TV that's out there. Now, there are different types of NFTs, but that's the same idea, that you're buying something that is pretty much one of a kind, where Ethereum and Bitcoin, those are all sorts of things, and they can be traded, sold, used for a bunch of different things in their form. But if you want to purchase an NFT, you have to have a wallet or a way to pay for it. Have you ever gone to a, a place to eat or something like that and they don't take a certain credit card? Well, that's because that's how that's converted. In this particular case, NFTs have to have a wallet or some address for you to purchase that item from. So I'm going to close this up. Didn't want it to go too long for you. But when you're looking at this, this is the same idea. You start out with cash. See, so I'm going to run this through you right here real fast. You start out, you're working hours, right? You're working and you get a paycheck. The paycheck goes into your bank somehow, whether direct deposit or you deposit there yourself. But still, it's not money nothing you can use yet. So you have to take that form and convert it either into cash or into using your debit card or whatever you use. Then you have to take that cash or your debit card or your transaction from your bank and purchase some kind of digital currency. That means you're putting it in a area where you can buy something else with it. It becomes a digital currency of form. But we have to buy something else that allows us to do this. We take the Ethereum, we buy Ethereum with the digital currency that we've now created. We have a bank there where this is sitting in there. It's kind of an institution of forms and we're, this is what we want to do. So now we need to have Ethereum. We've purchased that Ethereum, but we have to have a place, a way of transporting it. Just like when you use your debit card, when you're using your debit card, you are now allowing it to be used in that form. That's the same idea now that you're using with your wallet. You have this form that has a storage of that value. Then you're able to purchase the NFTs with the address in that wallet. You ever look on your debit card and you have that little code on the back and it has your, your account number or a certain account number? Similar idea. Address on your debit card allows you to buy something representing the value in your bank. The NFTs can be purchased representing the value that you have in Ethereum in your wallet. That's it, folks. That, that's how easy it is. I know I had to do, spend some time explaining it, but I wanted to give you an idea. It's actually, you've done this before. That's why I wanted to do this show because people go, this is confusing. And I, might, I thought about it and I realized, well, actually the majority of us have done this a hundred times, a thousand times, 10,000 times, depending how old you are. You've already purchased NFT, you just don't know it yet. You've already have a wallet with Ethereum in it, you just don't know it yet. You've already created a digital currency, you just don't know that you've done that already. That's why I want to do this show today. I will be stepping it up, explaining more about purchasing NFTs, what kind of NFTs are out there, and there's a host of them. There are domains, there are photos, there are videos, there's all sorts of stuff that's out there representing companies, representing gaming, re representing people. 
We'll get into that next show. Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found this helpful. It was one of the things I wanted to do for a while. And I do hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know by subscribing and liking down below. That gives me an idea that I'm on the right page helping everybody out with this stuff. NFTs, cryptocurrency, digital currency are not confusing. And there are a lot more ins and outs than I discussed today. So I realize there's some things might be missing on the transactional part of this. I wanted to give you a big picture of what it feels like. So you have an idea when you're doing this, it's something you've already done before. Just it's a different name. Thanks for watching. Take care of yourself and each other. And we will see you on the next one.